0: and shine liberty loving patriots welcome to the chris ann hall daily journal chris ann hall here k-r-i-s-a-n-n-e h-a-l-l.com where we are liberty over security principle over party and truth over personality welcome to the show jc what's up who's been covering for me while i was away
1: time to get serious again
0: yeah time to get serious again everybody enjoyed it. everybody said that Thursday was a very fun show for you.
1: Wasn't? Yeah, I think I had fun.
0: Yeah. So we had a really, really, or let's see, we, meaning me and the sheriffs, had Mm. an amazing time in Reno, Nevada at the Western Sheriffs Association uh, convention. And this is something that I kind of kept under wraps on the website. Mm -hmm. We didn't, we usually post all of the um, events that we have coming up. And I didn't post this one because, as you know, JC, we have so many haters in the Western states. Yeah. So many people, uh, I mean, only in the Western states do I have law professors go out of their way to write articles of hatred and to smear me, right? <laughs> so um, I, we kept it under wraps. Oh, only in the Western states, by the way, do I also have protesters that attend the meetings that I hold, the training sessions that I hold. Oh, that's kind of cool. And so what I did was I, I kind of kept it. It wasn't open to the public anyway. It was just for the sh- uh, uh, sh- sheriffs of the Western, um, Western states. So we just kept, kept that under wraps so we would keep things calm and we wouldn't have a bunch of haters and we wouldn't have a bunch of protesters and that sort of thing. So, uh, you said
1: 17, 17, the
0: sheriffs of 17 states, Wow! So and that. I taught my three hour workshop. You're driving me nuts, JC. What the heck are you doing?
1: Trying to fix the camera.
0: I know, man. You're like, pfft. I'd go into an epileptic fit with all this flashings on the screen.
1: Dr. Hall is easily distracted in case you guys so, didn't know that. <laughs>
0: So we have uh, the sheriffs of 17 states. I taught a three-hour workshop on uh, what you were freezing up the screen. Nah. Nah. Well, that's what Amelia says. It's frozen.
1: It's not my fault. <laughs> it's not. My fault. It's on Amelia's side.
0: So uh, I, th- I had my free three-hour Constitution training on the constitutional role and duty of the oath taker, and they loved it, J.C absolutely loved it now I can tell you that there were some haters well I wouldn't say haters but there were some some skeptics how about I put it that way skeptics mm-hmm. but overwhelming how did you
1: how did you gauge that how do you know there were skeptics?
0: okay so I know they're skeptics because I've been a public speaker for ten years and I can sort of see people's faces when I'm teaching and I know that and
1: so by their I, reaction you, you yes. felt you felt like and
0: people, I asked the people who were in charge if there were any skeptics out there and they said oh yeah so uh we had some skeptics out there and so i'm really really hopeful that you i not, made them think
1: did you ask i mean what what does that mean skeptic for, from what point of view
0: the well the, the skepticism. like they don't want to follow in,
1: the constitution well or? the
0: skepticism is the the authority of the sheriff to refuse to enforce laws, gotcha. Unconstitutional or laws that are contrary. They're skeptics to regarding
1: nullification.
0: Yes, they're skeptic okay. regarding nullification, but I don't like to use the N word just because no, it I'm carries just trying such to a.
1: Get clarity on.
0: Yeah. So they were skeptics, and I'm hope, and but but they sat through the whole class. Mm-hmm. So I'm really really hoping you know that that they actually. Uh, got something that that made them think, right? It, you
1: know, it's. I mean, I've I've listened to your nullification class. Uh, probably a couple hundred times now. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't. It's pretty hard to argue with. Yeah. Once you go through it, I mean, because you're no longer saying, I, you know, I don't think Chris Ann Hall knows what she's talking about, so I don't believe this. Mm-hmm. Once you sat through uh, the the presentation, now you have to say. Ah, James Madison's an idiot. Right. Uh, Thomas Jefferson's an idiot. They don't know what they're talking about. So yeah. I, it's hard. To me, it's hard to argue once you present the the material because, as with everything you teach, you know, you you basically are presenting this is what the drafters of the Constitution said about the contents of the Constitution and what it means and how they intended it for. Uh, to be applied. So
0: right, right. And well and that's I don't know where you of, go after that. that. That's the kind of thing that I'm always telling people at the beginning of my class. If if anybody walks out of this class after its completion and said, You know what Chris Ann Hall said, I know right then and there they weren't paying attention. We're listening. Because I always do a PowerPoint. <clears throat> because it's important for people to understand this is not Chrisanne's opinion. This is not her interpretation of of how things, you know, how things go and what's supposed to happen. These are actual facts. This is history. These are the words of the men, as James Madison said, not just the men who wrote the Constitution, but more relevantly those who ratified the Constitution.
1: Yeah, because, and that's a good, I love that that quote that that you had that you referenced there because when you think about people say the founders Mm -hmm. which founders are you talking about right because let's say for instance all you read was Patrick Henry Mm -hmm. then you would probably be solidly on the what we call today the religious right and you would be a religious statist because when it (laughs) came to the air like he now no I'm not trying to criticize Patrick Henry I mean He's a patriot, love liberty, broadly. Um, but he was it, described
0: it, it, by his peers as having an injudicious zeal. Right, and
1: a very, <laughs> very ardent Christian man, yes, not, you know, no criticism against his faith or whatever. He, I mean, he certainly thought he had the best of intentions, but his perspective uh, was practically a... I mean, not full on state enforced religion, but at least state supported Christianity, like state funded Christianity, Mm -hmm. which then crosses the boundaries, you know, because he he didn't believe in a state enforced religion because Mm -hmm. he was the one, remember, defended the 50 Baptists who were in prison for not taking a state license. But he did believe in in using public funds to fund Christianity. Christ, teaching of the Christian religion. And right. then, of course, you know, you've been through, you've taught the, the conversation that then was had with Jefferson and Madison and these guys saying, yo, Pat, here's the problem with that, bro. Here's the danger of that. Here's what mm-hmm. you're doing. You know, maybe maybe you hadn't thought this through. Right. We, we love you and we know you love God, but... Here are the consequences of what you're suggesting, and so James
0: Madison's response was, "Hey, if you love God, you shouldn't be for, yeah. for what you're doing, right? Because you're actually you're actually supplanting God with government yeah, with so, that kind of a program." So back
1: to the original point, the quote: "You can't say the Founders generally, mm-hmm. but to the point, you say Alexander Hamilton said that, or or, or Madison. To the point." Mm -hmm. who ratified it. It was
0: James Madison. He was standing before the House of Representatives. He said, uh, you know, those who wrote the Constitution, but more relevantly, those who ratified the Constitution.
1: Meaning meaning you can find actually differing opinions amongst the drafters, but what opinion won the day? What 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 was was
0: actually ratified? Yeah.
1: What was the opinion that was you know, inculcated in our right. Founding and for doctrines.
0: those who don't know what ratified means, I mean, I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence, but we've got to assume that maybe there's some people out there that don't, you know, know that what what ratified means is are those who actually signed it into law, right? So, how how was the the Constitution uh, solidified? Yeah, what, into law.
1: What did the state delegates agree to?
0: Right. Exactly. On behalf
1: so, of. Their states and their people.
0: What's interesting is uh, at the end of the day, sometimes during the ratification debates, right? At the end of the day, sometimes the things that Madison brought forward were the things that were ratified. Sometimes the things that Madison brought forward were not the things that were ratified. The debate, the discussion in the debate is relevant in understanding why they came to the final conclusion. It's not evidence for reality, right? Because I see people all the time like, oh, the Democrats in the House were doing this the whole time through the impeachment thing, right? Bringing up the argument about uh, uh, or the discussion of the anti-federalists about impeachment. Mm -hmm. And well, of course they were cherry picking and pulling them out of context and all this other stuff, but what they failed to recognize is what you said. At the end of the day, it was not that argument that was actually ratified. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what's really, really important.
1: Yeah. And I think the only, then the only place you can go from there is, is then you turn to Lysander Spooner, you know, and his line of reasoning, right? Because when you talk about the contract and it's a contract between the states mm-hmm. and then Lysander like Spooner would say, they don't represent me. I never voted for that. So he had a more he was he kind of questioned the legitimacy of somebody, you know, the, the state saying we represent the state and we ratified this. And somehow that is what the people didn't well, agree that Patrick so that, Henry that's had the, the same, other debate
0: Patrick I, I you know Lysander Spooner came after the fact but yeah. I believe that Lysander Spooner probably read a lot of Patrick Henry's dissent he really the
1: promulgated the, the, yeah. the thought so process. Patrick
0: Henry's argument I mean you can go read it Patrick Henry's argument was we the people how dare you start right. this with we the people it should read we the states right but we have to understand that the Constitution is not a contract between the people Correct. the constitution legally speaking is a contract between the states which some would it, say which is called a compact right which is an agreement between sovereign governments
1: which some would in that instance agree with Lysander Spooner then that leaves the door open for hey i didn't sign on to this well but, but, but the problem but that's, is you're not going to end that debate no, no, no. that's well, just no no you're not but those the, are the, lines the
0: problem right? is there's a there's there's a certain legal illegitimacy of that debate because at that same time you could say well Congress, I didn't, you know, I didn't pass that law in Congress, so that law can't apply to me. Cause in reality Some the, do say that. De- well, they do, but the delegates, right, were elected by the people to create yeah. the constitution. So anytime you have a Republican style government you're going to have laws made through representation. And it kind of makes me wonder if Lysander Spooner is actually arguing for a pure democracy. Because he's saying, I didn't vote for that. Well, of course you didn't vote for that because this is a Republican-style government, not a democracy. No, he's not
1: arguing for a democracy. He's he's arguing for the opposite, Mm -hmm. sort of an anti, just, the non state is really yeah. the non state argument. Yeah. So I mean, democracy in that sense still gives uh, gives life to the state, right? It's yeah. just ruled by many through the state. But what right. I think what Spooner would be on the side. I mean, that's where the anarchist argument comes in, the no state argument of saying basically just leave me alone. I didn't right. I didn't ask for any of this.
0: Well, the right to choose to not be a part of the state if you don't want to because I've seen people say that it's not my contract.
1: Yeah, just a, that's just it's not, a very it's not my contract very difficult thing to to uh, to live out with all yes. of this how the system has been built yeah. and now of course you know anyone with anything close to that mindset is labeled sovereign citizen yeah. aka domestic terrorist yeah um, so you you almost have to be just if you want to if you want to go that that no state sovereign citizen for lack of a better term the no state route uh, you know you have to sort of unplug and almost be under the radar in the sense that you can't go around really saying a lot of it. that's that's the trouble with that So you you're going to be targeted
0: the second meeting that i was at this yep. this let this past week was uh in in california in san luis obispo uh, jc and i both really like san, san luis obispo that's yeah, it's a, a nice really place. nice place but I can tell you, I well, was much, annoyed of, much
1: of North Carolina, North Carolina, <laughs> uh, Northern California, Northern is. California, North very Cal. beautiful, which
0: is, nice. which is why, and they're a different kind of people. It is right. It's not LA. It's not LA. It's not even Sacramento, really. And so, uh, what, what the That's why there's there's several movements of Northern California. To leave California behind, you know, right. to become their own state.
1: Not saying everybody in LA is bad. Uh, no. Tenth Amendment Center guys out there. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I always thought was rather amusing. They're in actually in the fire over there. Michael Bolton, the leader of the Tenth Amendment Center, is right mm-hmm. there in LA. Bless his heart for actually living in there. So, anyway. He loves it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,. Well, and it's not a bad place to live if you can, you know, ignore the fact that you're living in a government of tyrants. I was so yeah. annoyed. Not a single straw to be found in California. And even in San Luis Obispo, which is a small community, you know, it's it's like a s- suburban community, not like a big city community, right? It's still urban. Uh, it's not rural, but it's still urban, but it's not like that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's just not like stack them and pack them the homeless situation there is crazy i mean seriously and after teaching i learned something jc i was liberty
1: cause i agree with you i was just referencing the the term that the government uses to label you sovereign citizen if if you actually think it through that's an oxymoron yeah but anyway
0: so anyway um what was i saying oh and san luis obispo no the the the, Homeless situation. I, I learned something. I, you know, I'm teaching at uh, the River School of Government and we went over the Articles of Confederation on Friday. And in the Articles of Confederation, if you were a vagabond, you could not vote, right? And in English law, vagabonds were picked up and put in jail. Wow. Yeah. So a vagabond is, is pretty much a homeless person, somebody who doesn't have a residence, who travels and has no, no kind of um, uh, tie to property or to a home. And so that was very interesting on how our Constitution has developed to be more liberty-minded, right? Even from the Articles of Confederation. But it's just crazy. I mean, I also learned this, JC. I told you this. I think you didn't even believe me. Do you know, hey, guys out there, do you know that there is an app in San Francisco that shows you where to walk in San Francisco so you don't run into human feces? Poop app. The poop app. The, you, the San Fran poop app.
1: Did you did you see, like, did you what? see this app? Did I, you download I, I, no, the app? No,
0: I didn't download the app, but I did go to like six different sources of Californians this. who actually said, No, 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 that's true. Because um, Mike Huckabee was same. at the same event that I was at and in Northern California, the New California state movement. Uh-huh. And he's the one that mentioned it. And I was like, no way, you've got to be kidding no. me.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Is it? Yes. It's called it's the Poop called Map? Poop map. Oh my goodness. He's poop got map it. Poop map helps you log map.
1: What? Is a small app that helps you log all the places that you've pooped. What?
0: Oh, my goodness, it's an app for the people who poop.
1: So, like, they poop on the sidewalk and then they log in. I got pooped here. Put a little pin. Holy mackerel. That's crazy. (laughs) Poop poop tracker, toilet log. Poop
0: tracker. Give me a break. Oh, Michael says the crap app. Crap app.
1: Good, thank you. Track your poop habits easily. Analyze your poop history. Share with your doctor.
0: Oh, that's not the same. No, when they thing. say no, that's some, Fris- no, that's different. That's different. When they,
1: man, when they say there's an app for everything, yeah, my goodness,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> offline maps. So the
0: concerns. one thing that I wanted to mention about the the meeting I was at, and now this was in San Luis Obispo, it was a convention for the people who want to start uh, uh, um, another state from California called New California. There's also another movement, the State of Jefferson. People have the same idea. There's the State of Liberty people who are doing that in Oregon. And there are several different people, um, uh, several different movements to break off states so that their state would actually represent their their principles and their ideologies. But the one thing that I want to mention today is that uh, how many people were at how many young people were actually at that convention, JC? It was so encouraging. So we had five hundred plus people at this convention. And JC, come on, talk about who gets distracted over here.
1: Holy mackerel.
0: <laughs> so we had over No, I
1: found the map. It's unbelievable. Yeah. One hundred eighteen thousand three hundred fifty two reported instances of human of poop on city streets since 2011. I mean, the whole freaking city is poop. The whole city's poop. Wow. I should, I I don't know. You probably, I'm not sure you can see the picture. Like that's a picture of San Francisco. That's the poop And that's the poop. Like the whole city's poop. That's crazy. It's like really dark, like around the downtown. That's like deep brown poop. Like really lots of poop.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's insane, man. What in the (laughs) world? And you know, in San Francisco is a beautiful city.
0: Yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. I mean, aside from, you know, gorgeous. aside
1: from that.
0: So anyway, 500 plus people there. So many young people. So many young people. It just goes to confirm what I've been trying to tell people, and I told them yes. Uh, one of the I I taught twice. I taught on on Friday, and I taught on Saturday. And when I told them, I said, look, the millennials that you see, the snowflake millennials that you see on the college campuses, on the media, I call them media millennials because they're actually, I'm beginning to believe, JC, they're actually the minority of the millennial population. They're the ones, just like media highlights the minority view as if it were a majority, makes makes mountains out of molehills. I really believe that they're doing the same thing with millennials because everywhere I go to teach, and I know this is what the argument to small numbers fallacy, but there are just so many young people out there that actually uh, have this liberty-mindedness, right? Mm -hmm. So, Dragon's Talon, I got it right this time dragons talon thank you so much for your uh super chat for us uh <laughs> what is that all he about? says to buy chris ann a pair of hip waiters for when she has to teach in san yeah. francisco amen
1: yeah that looks <laughs> that's quite a mess it's crazy yeah,
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah i i i found it though it's legit yeah it for is real. legit human human waistline uh, so
0: don't be discouraged i'm telling you there's a whole um, millennial population out there, yeah. who, who no, are like true. you? They're like, just leave me alone, just let me be, let me live, and as long as I'm not hurting someone else, then you got no business with me.
1: I already told them I'm an extreme minarchist. I don't. Maybe I said that while you yeah. were here, but
0: we. Well, you said it in I'm, my presence. I'm borderline. Many times, so I don't know. I'm
1: borderline anarchist. It's right. like, like I said, the president thing and people. Right. I don't know whatever. I don't know what it was the show that I did. And so I started getting all these messages about uh, who I supported for president, Trump, like whatever. It was kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't know what I said that maybe was confusing. So, but I don't, I I don't support any president. I I think, and this is where maybe I go farther that way than you do. The whole idea of you know, voting, having the privilege of voting who's going to rule over me every four years? No, no thanks. I'm not But you that. realize, JC, Whatever.
0: and I totally get you, that's right, but you realize that the president is not supposed to be a ruler. No, I get it. So but, if you know. we're operating under the, the proper parameters of the Constitution, then your electoral college is choosing the president that will best represent the principles And and the ideologies of the people of the state to represent the state in foreign affairs. So,
1: at the end of the day,
0: it's hard to. I don't know. It's hard to really get beyond the fact that we're just simply operating post-constitutional.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. No, I just think I. You know, we get along so well, and you know, we have these discussions. So uh, oftentimes, there's an assumption that somehow we're mirror images of. Oh. of thought on, <laughs> like, you think this way and I think the same way. Oh. I mean, we're, we're generally in the same direction, but... Uh, we go in the
0: same direction, i just...
1: I'm a little more extreme yeah, on he is, other definitely. things, and you, you, you know, you have... And
0: JC's a lot more cynical than I am most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I'm, I, am. I am very optimistic. Um, I
1: think that's why I'm thing. less serious, because I have to, like, I, I need that, so... My See, cynicism destroy my mind. Can you can
0: can you guys out there recognize the irony in what JC said? How's do you that? know how many people <laughs> text me? Why doesn't JC ever smile? JC needs to know how to have fun. He's always but, so serious. But Did you
1: have you explained to them that that is kind of me pranking? Like I do <laughs> I do that just to poke like. If I sit here all mean looking, then you're gonna get those questions, and then I'm I'm entertained <laughs> by the fact that people are asking why is he so serious. So anyway, so it worked, but but that's just my twisted humor. So even that's on purpose. Yeah, I love that. Anarchy is never the answer. that's that's another thing when you say so the anarchism people people understand anarchism in the colloquial sense, right? Right. So they don't understand. Most people don't understand. Um, the political definition of anarchism. So you, you get that a lot of a lot of reaction. Well, but, oh, you want to set the world on fire and no, break no, windows? No. So,
0: <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> Chaos. Well, and you can say what you like, but I think that that uh, both Locke and Montesquieu give the best definition of anarchy in its political sense, in that it's really a transition from one form of government to another Mm -hmm. by human nature. It's like Adam said, if men were angels, you would need no government. The problem is to live in a state of no government Mm -hmm. is an impossibility for a long period of time based on human nature. And And and... it either is a transition into, uh, for, a constitutional republic, or a liberty-based government, or a transition into a statist-based government. Yeah,
1: which is why I, I stop at. I'm an extreme anarchist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even even a, a, many of the political anarchists that I would talk to, uh, they they accept you know that side the utility mm-hmm. of the state in that sense. But usually the thought process the thought process is a is a weighing in the sense of, yes, we understand the potential uses of government, but actually look at its history mm-hmm. and the destruction far outweighs the benefit. The, the blood spilled, the murder, and all that by the state mm-hmm. far outweighs what benefits that the state yeah. could provide yeah. on behalf of the people collectively. That, that's usually how the anarchist thought process goes. I'm not, I'm not saying that's where I'm at, um, but I lean farther there than, uh, you know, I, I'd be, I'm closer there than your typical Republican conservative so, statist.
0: I want to take, <laughs> take a little commercial break for just a second and yeah. show everybody that we got our new Liberty t-shirts in. I'm so excited. I have been praying for our own Liberty Addict t-shirt. The one that you've seen me wear before was actually a gift from the guy who had the design made. Mm-hmm. And then he graciously gifted us with the design. So I'm really excited about that and JC has his his prank shirt on where I buried the bodies is none of your business. <laughs> yeah, and the camera's
1: the camera's not behaving today yeah, so yeah. it's not focusing like I
0: So I, I, I just this it. our little commercial break go to chrisanhall.com and get your Liberty Addict t-shirt. Uh, I love this design. It's just amazing and uh, everything that you do when you do that you 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 help us out. And in the commercial break, I want to mention to you as well that if you support us, uh, I don't know. You find the support things. Oh, there it is, the anchor support button. Yeah, let's that? just
1: let's just say uh, if you support us, go to go to the. You can go to the store.
0: Are we having anchor and, trouble?
1: Uh, yeah, I Aww. need to resolve something, so okay. I don't want to. I want not do that. But yeah, you can go to the store and yeah. and uh, we got we have all the we have more shirts than what we're wearing. Right, obviously. Um, <laughs> You know, and all that all that kind of stuff. So. Also,
0: you can go to chrisannhall.com. And on at com, there's a, a donate button. Now, you can donate there. And you don't have to go through PayPal. Mm. And if you don't want to use a credit card, if you go to the donate button, there's actually a P.O. box where you can mail a check to. And uh, I want to say thank you, just publicly in our little commercial spot. I want to say thank you to whomever it was that sent us the the case of colloidal silver lozenges. Yeah, so was, uh, was a really kind gesture. Meant to I was grab just, the. I was going to do it was that church but morning, but uh, morning morning
1: star, star church. church I can't remember. Morning Star Church. it.
0: I'm so grateful for that. That is what a kind thing to do. And I think it's everybody knew that I had the flu pretty bad and and so I'm just I'm I'm really grateful for those. Yeah. So, post commercial, I want to talk about a question that keeps coming up, JC. The issue of inalienable rights, natural rights, and natural law. Uh, and all of this, I, I don't know if you've seen a bunch, because you you watch the emails that come in, and I watch the social media that comes in. And I don't know if you've been seeing a lot of emails come in on this topic, but it's because I published uh, one of our Daily Journal shorts. Mm-hmm. And the Daily Journal short was the... Um, uh, Oh, I don't remember. It was a Daily Journal short about this kind of thing. And so, oh, and it was in episode 1048 that I talked about it, right? And so the question that I keep getting is, if they're inalienable, how can you, how can, how can you lose them, mm-hmm. right? So if they're inalienable rights, how is it that you can lose your right to keep and bear arms? Well, here's the thing that we need to understand about that classification of inalienable, okay? It's inalienable meaning no man can take it from you, mm-hmm. right? But liberty is not, uh, as well, as the Bible says, we should not use our liberty for licentiousness, right? So Benjamin Franklin says liberty knows no bounds other than you cannot harm or control the right of another. So when you use violence, when you use a gun to hurt someone else or threaten someone else, the government is not taking that right from you. Your act against someone else's liberty, life, or property is the forfeit of that in your own responsibility. You're,
1: You're surrendering. Yes
0: that yes. right
1: through, through the violation. You're surrendering a portion of your liberty through violating someone else's liberty.
0: Right, because in reality, when you do that, you're not simply violating Florida Statute 3.7952, right? You're violating the supreme law, which is natural law. Yeah. So the Florida statute, or the Oregon statute, or the California statute that makes murder illegal, is a statute that falls in confirmation with natural law. Yeah. Meaning you, by natural law, have a right to life. I have a right to secure my own life. You don't own me, so you don't have a right to take my life. Mm-hmm. And so laws that uh, that penalize you for murder or robbery or theft are laws that are simply enforcing the supreme natural law that I am born with by the nature of my creation, my ultimate right to, to live.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, let me. I want to be clear about something because I had some questions come in, JC. Well, if I commit this act, how is that forfeiture? Uh, what about my rights to a trial Oh that? Okay. Let's be clear. Committing an act done in, in the eyes of the law does not remove your rights. Yeah. Conviction
1: by a jury of your, by peers.
0: a jury of your peers. That, that's, that's why the, due process exists.
1: Right. That's the protection of that. Yes. So so that's the principle right. within natural law, right? You violated his right, you forfeit you, you violated his liberty, you forfeit some portion of your liberty. But then there's a protection where that
0: for you, yep. even in that act.
1: Yeah, the protection is for the criminal. Right. Uh, for the so for the right. I'm sorry, the accused. accused. For yes. the accused, because yes. anybody can bring an accusation, right? So if, right. if the king is a protection like from the king who just says you did this and therefore I'm going to take your stuff. Yeah, by uh,
0: English law, the king could accuse you of, could charge you with treason. You could be shot on sight. So you have to so be judged by to, your equals. You have to be peers. judged by your peers. Now, I, I, I sort of want to, because there is a tendency to do that, judged by your equals. But what is the definition of that? Why is it a jury of your peers? And I think because we don't teach that jury of your peers thing is why we don't as a society understand jury nullification, Mm -hmm. right? So a jury of your peers, as described in the Sixth Amendment, it doesn't say you have a right to a trial by a jury of your peers in the Sixth Amendment. It's a right to a trial in the district in which the crime has been committed, right? Well, the Peers is defined as people who live in the district where the crime was committed. Your tribe. Your tribe. Yeah. Why? Somebody,
1: uh, Rabbit mentioned my favorite topic: tribalism. Right. Uh, you know, anarchalism, tribalism. Tribalism isn't is inherent in the nature of mankind. Yes. Like yes. tribalism will rise in any system. any system, and in fact, it's at an extreme level now. Yes. Uh, in the system we have, so. Uh, Tribalism is not a consequence of any political system. Tribalism is part of human nature.
0: Right, right. And there so, are
1: things that can, that can make it uh, entrenched in the negative, and then there are things that affect it to the positive.
0: So why it's called a jury of your peers, defined as the state and district in which the crime was committed, was because the people who are sitting on the jury have to be subject to the very law that the accused is being charged with violating so that the people in the jury are an essential check and balance on the creation of laws so if you uh the word equal could be applied in any way it could mean a lot of different things we're we're equal in economic station we're equal in in sociological station and we're equal in education but the real peer definition is the state and district where the crime has been committed because the job of the jury is to determine guilt or innocence but there's a third job to determine the the lawfulness of the law. Mm. So a state and district where the crime is committed is the pool from which the jury comes. So when the jury looks at the law and says wait a minute now That doesn't sound right. Because even if the accused did everything the law says he did.
1: Is this a just law?
0: Is this a just law? Should this be, I think better yet, should this action actually be a crime? Yeah, because... And so the jury can say, in spite of the fact that the accused has done absolutely everything this is an unjust law. What he's done should not be unlawful. Therefore, I'm not going to find him guilty of the crime.
1: Yeah, because if you, if you accept the principle that any form of government is an outgrowth mm-hmm. of individuals, right. um, you know, coalescing collectively, mm-hmm. right, then, then you can never put the state over the individual. So at every point of the process, the individuals uh, as a community have a right to judge you know, right and wrong,
0: right? Absolutely. Good
1: good laws, bad laws. You can't say just because it's a law, then I have to follow it. That's not, that's not government by the people. That's government over the people.
0: Yeah. So what, what I think the best way to understand why that's possible. Okay. So when you think about how a law is formed, right? So who writes the laws, those in government write Mm -hmm. the laws. Who enforces the laws? Those in government enforce the law. Yeah. When you are accused of the law, who of violating the law? Who prosecutes you? Those in government. If you can't afford an attorney to represent you, who will defend you in the accusation of that laws? Yeah. Someone in government. Now the final leg. Who sits in judgment? If it's not a jury, the judge who also works for
1: the people, the, oh, government, the state, the state, government, right? right?
0: So in a, in, a, in, a, in a legal society where the government makes the laws, enforces the laws, prosecutes violations of those laws, defends those who are accused, and sits in judgment of those accused, government in every realm, how do you even possibly believe that you have any hope of real due process and justice? Well, you don't, unless you have a jury built of the people who are from the state and district where they're from, where they can say, wait a minute, that's not a just law, I'm not going to find them guilty.
1: Because ultimately, the true definition of government is the people, right? Right. When when you talk about government in the sense you just... All
0: power comes from the people.
1: Yeah, the government in the sense you were just referring to is really... The representatives that the people have put into positions mm-hmm. to do a task for them. So ultimately, it, it, we we really use that the word government. We u- really use it inappropriately because mm-hmm. really, in every sense, the people still remain the government, right? right. Uh, if, if you, I think, if you want to be technical, we are the government, right? And what we what we loosely refer to as the government are actually representatives mm-hmm. of the government. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they they actually represent us, but we are the ones that are supposed to govern. Mm -hmm. So I think we and maybe that's another sort of trick of of, uh, you know, of the statist and the tyrannical system, because, you know, that's always the first principle seize the language. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so I don't know. Way, 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 way back that term, the government was really stolen from us. And and took on a different definition because we're the government. We're governing the judges. We're governing the legislators. They're doing a task for the government. We're the new
0: government, though. I mean, in reality, when historically speaking, government were those who governed over us. Government were those who ruled over us. So until our constitutional republic. The majorities of governments in society were rulers over the people. But that Our was always the fight. Our right? constitutional republic turned it upside down.
1: But that right? was always the fight.
0: It was always, like, even the as fight. you
1: teach mm-hmm. your the, the genie what you call the genealogy of the Constitution, right. those five uh, liberty charters, even through English historical law, mm-hmm. that was always, you know, the, the struggle. Of the people saying, no, we there are rights that we have. And that's what's interesting when you teach that class that brings out people, people think in really sort of stark boundaries of, you know, hey, 1776 and this started and it was all of a sudden we had uh, we reckon, you know, we recognize we have these natural rights. But the people way back then recognized they had natural rights, and as their understanding grew, then the struggle also grew. When they realized, wait a minute, you're doing things, you know, government king, you're doing things that are illegitimate because you don't own us, you didn't make us, you didn't create us. Therefore, you 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 don't have the the right, the legitimate right to to treat us in this manner, and so that was always the struggle uh, of really who is the government
0: right exactly and that's what what the british the english ancestry tried to change when they went from a pure monarchy to a limited monarchy which transformed us into who we are
1: and you know and you talk about this like one of the core things you talk about rabbit brings up a good point and and some of these other guys what's
0: the point it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a
1: dynamic system right? right so it's not one thing so one of the things that guy that people bringing up in the chat room uh that's that one ingredient of this is as uh who was it adams says or maybe maybe samuel adams john Adams, one of those guys that says you have to have a, a moral uh, a, a virtuous people and and inform people right so mm-hmm. you it takes an educated right that jury yeah,
0: that jury has said, to no be people, educated no people were, will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue right is knowledge
1: preserved. and virtue so and when you knowledge lose and virtue, that's when, samuel adams when you lose knowledge and virtue right when people don't understand the principles of liberty when they're not virtuous people then that's when the foundation actually starts to collapse. The jury doesn't work right. The people don't recognize who that judge works for. They Mm -hmm. don't recognize who the legislature works for. So when we lose, and that's why we've said often, I I think the education realm is really the biggest battlefield, particularly these public universities, public schools, brainwashing centers, Mm -hmm. propaganda centers, because they are the ones actually attacking the very foundation that makes all of this function properly.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we. So it's not are, one thing,
1: right? No. It's not one thing. It's a right. dynamic uh, arrangement of, of various ingredients, and when you lose one, just like how you talk about the First Amendment yeah. has five liberties, and you use one, any any one of those affects any of the other four if yeah. you lose them. Right. So our arrangement of, of all of the protections that our government, you know, our system has to protect our rights. They all work together. So really when you weaken any portion of it, you weaken all of it. You, right. re- you weaken every other portion of
0: it. Right. Now in understanding, so I hope that we've, I just sort of want to sum up, the hope we answered the question about the inalienable right thing. When you uh, when you violate the rights of another, okay? The protection in your violation is, uh, the the protection in that is the due process the the proving beyond a reasonable doubt, not just simply uh, the testimony of one, right? In even in English law, you could never it was you could never be convicted by the testimony of one. Right. There had to be two or more witnesses, and so you have to review the the credibility. Of Which much witnesses.
1: of that goes well, back to biblical principles. Yes. You know, a lot of that that particular society was heavily influenced by the Bible, and you had those, you know, those it really, uh, structures, even from the old Testament of in the mouth of two or three witnesses, more than one witness. You could, it couldn't just be somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting thing, even psychologically. Um, and it's funny to me, all of our, the the criminal justice system, there's such a prominent role for eyewitness testimony. Right. And, And Almost all psychological studies have shown eyewitness testimony is so incredibly unreliable, which is one of the reasons I think going back to the biblical principle, you better have more than one witness because the stuff is so shaky that you need to be able to to listen to all these different views and 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 find the truth. In it I was just looking back at the the um, uh, Michael Brown shooting and going through all the details of the evidence and the witness testimony and that was so critical there um, and and you know was manipulated mm-hmm. to create a situation now I mean obviously you could point to many instances legitimately of p- police brutality but it was funny and that particular case became the you know the, the sort of poster child case it was probably the worst because mm-hmm. of how eyewitness testimony was manipulated to create a narrative to cause, you know, this, this, uh, this chaos.
0: I want to mention really quick. So that's very important. It's very
1: important. You got to have educated people and people willing to stand. And then you, you need, you got to work the system properly.
0: Well, I also want to mention really quick that somebody anonymously supported us on right. today's show. Awesome. So I'm, I want to say thank you to thank you, you anonymous. Were.
1: Thank you, anonymous. anonymous. We're supported by Anonymous. Oh, there you go. Q <laughs> <laughs>
0: support. Don't mess oh, with no. us. Don't mess with us. Anonymous. Um, so in this understanding of... What who, happened to Anonymous, by
1: the way? Are they even a thing anymore? Like they vanished.
0: I don't know. They get, I'm, I don't hang in those
1: circles. Uh, you know, it's funny, right? They may morphed into Q. No, but now... What's his name? Assange... It's locked up, and then where's Anonymous? What happened to Anonymous? Mm-hmm. So was he Anonymous?
0: Assange was he running the whole thing? And Anonymous begin with the same letter.
1: And and by the way, I don't know if you you you've been listening to this conversation. There's this whole notion of Assange about to get brought back,
0: uh-huh.
1: right? Extradited here, and start to talk and spill the goods on what he has, and He's Hillary suicided? Clinton. And Hillary Clinton, right, the the courts just gave permission to Judicial Watch to depose Hillary Clinton. And then Julian Assange is on the verge of being released back to the United States. And some say he's got the kill switch on. He's just he's going to spill the the beans, give the whole cash of what he has. Hillary Clinton, you better.
0: Hey, she
1: might finally be the one needing bodyguards and a bailout.
0: Well, you, I don't You know, need man. a bail
1: bondsman. Anyway, so I just Haney, thought that was interesting.
0: Philip Haney was suicided just recently. Really? Which yeah, is, yeah, Which helps me believe that there's still a lot they, of power they, in that realm. They have so. a...
1: The Clintons have a big network, a big dangerous network.
0: And but, was, you know, it the, just
1: seems like... The Department
0: and, of Homeland Security is yeah. the key that's, that suicided Philip Haney.
1: So. You know, and maybe this is wishful thinking, but it sure seems like the the boundaries keep shrinking man the noose Mm -hmm. seems to be tightening maybe that's wishful thinking but
0: so as the end as as the next section in our show i want to talk about why this upcoming senate election is so critical and i actually i actually did a little bit of research because the communists are coming yeah i no no no, it's even more than that so i did a little bit of research I, i learned some things today jc did you know there are three classes of senators Okay. So there are three classes. That sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. That's why I looked into it. But it's not really as crazy as it sounds. They're not like class one, two, three in hierarchy. What class one, two, and three, when you look up Senate elections, you'll see class two senators oh, are up for election. I got you. They have them divided in thirds. Yeah, so yeah. So to describe which ones are up for election. Because how
1: the election cycle falls. Right,
0: exactly. So yeah. we don't have the election of all one hundred at one time. Right. So the the staggered st- two years, right? staggered every two Is it years. Six
1: six year terms?
0: Is six that- year terms staggered, yeah, staggered every, every two, two years. years. So, so the, therefore thirds. So the class two senators are up for election this term. Which are the senators So it be
1: class as in like high school graduate. Like like, class
0: class, like, high school class, right? Like by yeah. year. 33 senators are in the class 2, 34 are in class 3 and 33 are in class
1: wow, 1. Wow, so maybe I learned something new. So then does that mean every so every 2 years that number of senators are up for, like that number of seats are up for grabs.
0: Every 2 years 33 or 34 seats. And, are
1: unless up there's for- some Sort of out of sequence vacancy, which happens.
0: Well, they still have to be. Which sometimes elected. they either
1: have special, they have appointment, depending well, on the their state. Well,
0: appointments. They don't get to, they don't get to elect them out of, out of yeah. class. Or well, sometimes so. they,
1: there'll be special elections, or right. some states but do appointments. But
0: then they would still have to elect them at
1: at the that time. class
0: time, right? So okay,
1: now I learned something.
0: Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana. Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Booyah! Those are your class two senators. Now listen to this. Now, the election that's going to be held in 2020, uh, the winners... Well, gonna, this is the key that I wanted to, to talk to you about. In 2014... In the last regularly scheduled class election for the Senate seats, Republicans won a net gain of nine seats from the Democrats and gained a majority in the Senate. The, de- the Republicans defended that a majority in 2016 and 2018 and held 53 seats. Right now we are 53 to 45, okay? So I that's- love, I love this
1: stuff. This is stuff I love.
0: Yeah. You're the the, the politics of the, it. I the it, I love it. The psychology of the politics. It. So there are eight, there's only eight Senate seats difference in the right, majority. Right. Okay. Now, when you think about it, and I mean just from a blank state seat, uh, a blank slate perspective, mm. there are 33 seats up for election. Right. Okay. Now, you can make your argument of what's a real election seat, what's not a real election seat, and the incumbent this or the incumbent that, right? But in reality, there are 33 seats up for election. Some people may not have anybody opposing, which means you would take that off, but that seat is still up for election, right? So, with 33 seats up for election and only an eight-seat margin for majority you have to realize how important why are you shaking your head sorry people think you're shaking your head no no no, no i'm listening i'm
1: listening I, I just i was just checking on a, you know you you got my mind spinning here so I'm now now i hope
0: i got their mind spinning no too.
1: now i'm checking on particular uh particular elections yeah and so i was i was i was actually interested in the south carolina Primary. Now that you said that, that means that would mean that uh, Lindsey Graham would be up for reelection, but South Carolina is not even having a Republican primary. So that means Lindsey Graham is, I mean, does that mean Lindsey Graham is completely unchallenged?
0: Well, he might be challenged by a Democrat. No, no, I
1: I understand that. We don't want, we want Lindsey Graham out, but we don't want him replaced with a Democrat. So no Republicans are running against this idiot? Come on, guys. What are you doing? That's what I, that's, oh, that stuff gets my blood pressure up. I just, I don't, I don't understand that. See, because here's the thing, man. One of the primary problems, really probably the, the prime problem, is is not aoc you know you're gonna get me you're gonna get me ranting like i did in that that other show man the prime problem are not these radical democrats It's the freaking status republicans like lindsey Graham. yet the people in south carolina see the only thing i can conclude is that the people of south carolina and i realize it's a a military state it's uh is a huge uh, minority population they're, they're a statist population. The Republicans, and not all of them, obviously, we know we, we know many of them personally, but, but apparently the majority of uh, Republicans in South Carolina are a bunch of statist, a bunch of freaking warmongering statist, which, may, which makes sense. And again, we're both veterans sitting here. I'm a veteran saying this, but it makes sense. It's a big military state. And so many frickin' military Republicans are a bunch of daggum statists. Although back dadgum? in Daggum? Uh, although I'm, 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 I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting southern. I'm going back to my roots here. But you, know, I remember now, uh, the military in large majorities backed Ron Paul back when Ron Paul was was on the move. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you in South Carolina? What is going on? Yeah. Freaking South Carolina. Come on, guys. Help out the rest of your fellow countrymen here. South Carolina. Get that idiot out of there. Get a good Republican. We don't, no, we don't want him booted out for a Democrat, you know, because maybe there's one thing, like he's going to be better. But come on, man. Oh, my God. The guy's awful. Awful, awful. He's been reelected how many times?
0: I I just, I want somebody. South Carolina. I want somebody in there that will respect the rights of the people respect the constitution the the odds of finding that in a democrat are slim so i, I don't know uh I, I i i don't know i mean you've got you know what Chasey, i read somewhere uh biden actually won the Democrat primary in South Carolina. He
1: did. Yeah. Yeah. Huge.
0: Right. Hugely. Which supports your idea of the whole statist thing. Well, you know,
1: that's, that's just as
0: Biden is, is no,
1: no, no, for sure. But that's the Democrat primary. I don't know if you can, you know,
0: but even in the Democrat realm,
1: yeah. They're
0: the, the more war facing kind of people.
1: That's true because you know, Bernie's because
0: Bernie's no war. Bernie would
1: have been that. That's that's a great point that you make, because Bernie would have been and I'm this is not a pro-Bernie statement, but Bernie would have been the anti-war candidate. Right. Yes, By Bi- the
0: Democrat side.
1: Correct. So Biden definitely is the pro-war candidate. So you're you're right. You're right. Even in even in even in the. Uh, democrat realm it's a more statist you know kind of look can i
0: remind everybody while you're listening right now go down man i feel like
1: we would go for two hours i know this
0: is i know i really do (laughs) too. come on i was about to like preach i was about to tell everybody when we started i apologize i'm stupid tired today because i've been i've flown from one coast to another twice in four days i've had Four nights of less than five hours sleep. And JC, tell them, I've been walking around like a zombie today. Yeah, and so, this is,
1: and this is a lady who just doesn't sleep. <laughs> like you, you go, 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 go.
0: So I want to remind you, if you're listening, while you're listening right now, click on the thumbs up, click the like button, subscribe, and share. The algorithms, we need people, we, we really mess up the the social media algorithms that are built against us when you hit the thumbs up, the like, the share, and all that stuff. So I want to show you. Now, all (laughs) of that has to do... Um, so, don't you say that. Out loud. I, I get to don't read. You I get to read the loud. chats, man. Don't you say
1: that out loud, <laughs> Anita. Okay. That's funny.
0: Okay, so um, yeah, if you want to be on the inside joke, you're gonna have to file. You're gonna have to you come gotta, live with us yeah, and be in the chat YouTube. room. On YouTube, you gotta YouTube.
1: watch the chat room live on YouTube. Watch
0: the <laughs> chat room, okay? Um, you're not allowed to say that out loud. So the whole point that I'm I'm trying to show you about the 33 seats. Right? Yes. Why this is such an a, a critical Senate election yeah. is because of the activity of the judiciary. Right. That's coming up. Now yeah. a lot of people will be like, oh, well, that's why the president is so important. That's why we need a right president. But I want to remind everybody: the president does not appoint judges.
1: The that, president yes, say that.
0: nominates judges. It's the Senate right. that appoints judges. So the, the Senate judges.
1: is critical.
0: The Senate is critical in 2020. So
1: if you want the judges that Trump might appoint that are, that are solid, we have to maintain the Senate.
0: And you need to have enough in the Senate, I would say enough in the Senate beyond the majority, to shut up the the activist liberals in the minority, yeah, right? Yeah. You just, I'm serious. You need an overwhelming number in the Senate. You re- we really should be working hard in the Senate this term because yeah. of the judicial appointments that are coming up. Now, I I I don't have it in. I just hope whoever
1: I is, hope whoever gives Trump his recommendations because the last, I mean the last go around has been what uh, Federalist Society. And they seem to have it's all, I mean, when I look at what the, the slate that they put, it's like they try to give a well-rounded option. So you get Gorsuch, who's solid. Right. You know, I was- and then you get Kavanaugh. It's like, well, we have to have variation. So we give eh, kind of a, a conservative status kind of guy, you know, so it's like but obviously it's going to be better. To an, you know, in most instances, than somebody like Ginsburg or somebody like Sotomayor, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Kavanaugh is going to be better. Ka- Kavanaugh is Kavanaugh's not, a lesser
1: of lesser of evils he's category. A of evil. But in Gorsuch, reality, perfect.
0: Uh, well,
1: almost perfect.
0: Thank you. Almost perfect. Thank you.
1: Great, cho- great choice with
0: uh, uh, of of the Slate presenter. Right, so here's, great choice. I was writing something for someone i'm not going to say it was it. awesome i was writing something was awesome. for someone and i'll tell you jc you read it
1: i wish you could take credit for it I, well, but it was, I was awesome. writing
0: something for someone and do you know i i i wanted to find a place to slip in this line i believe that history might show that gorsuch is one of the best supreme court justices <laughs> That we will have had in the last fifty
1: yeah, years. Yeah, no question.
0: And that's and I and I truly, truly believe that history will play that out. I, now I, he may not be the most popular. No, in but, the last fifty years. But I believe that he will be the most. Now the bar is not very high. No, but, but can he I? Will be the most constitutionally solid justice. No,
1: I, I'll he reinforce leaves, that.
0: He leaves Scalia. I was I was
1: gonna say. Okay, so of all we had, right, Scalia was probably the best. However, Scalia had some serious, serious black marks.
0: Especially when it, record. we talked about this the other day, JC, when you weren't here, especially when it deals with the Chevron decision, when it comes to- Or Kelo. Uh, or Kelo, the role of, the, well, and Kelo's kind of in the same thing, the the power of the federal government yep. to regulate private So property. as
1: good as Scalia may have been,
0: he is in- Gorsuch's light years. Yeah, oh, light, yeah, years,
1: light years. Yeah, light years.
0: Absolutely. So, but here's the thing, you are never- Never gonna get a Gorsuch with a Democrat Senate.
1: No, not even close.
0: Never. No. See, that's the crazy thing. We talk about that sometimes. You'll get a Kavanaugh with a Republican Senate. Right. But you won't with a Democrat Senate. Right. You're gonna with a Democrat Senate. You're gonna get a Sotomayor. You're gonna get a Kagan. Kagan. You're gonna get a Ginsburg with a Democrat Senate. And that's why this coming up election is going to be so very critical and not just from a presidential perspective, but in the Senate. Let me mention- Would you
1: say this is as in the Senate? Because people say this- Because you're
0: going to get another Supreme Court justice in the next four years. You're going to get the appointment of another Supreme Court justice.
1: And people say this about the presidency, but- I think it's more significant in the Senate. Would you say this is probably one of the most critical election uh, cycles for the Senate in, say, the last century? Or 50 years. Let's say 50 well, years. Well, let
0: me just say that the fact that meaning, the Senate- Meaning
1: to hold, we have to hold it. Have yes. to have a majority.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Number one- uh, because of the judiciary. Number two, because the House majority is off the chain, right? Because remember, not only is the Senate the one who makes the appointments of, of judges, the Senate makes the treaties, right? Yeah, right? yeah it's not, the not just Senate, Supreme Court. It's right. fe- the, federal,
1: federal, judges, the federal, the entire federal judiciary. judiciary.
0: There are actually over 100 federal judicial seats still open. Yeah. Right. So, and, and you and say and there will be more open in the next five years.
1: And you say guaranteed one SCOTUS, but possibly guaranteed. more.
0: But possibly, possibly two. two. Possibly two. In this Senate, t- and, 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 Senate and, term. and
1: I don't want to, I want to press this to the extent that it's inappropriate. But why do you say at least one for sure? Is that is that because of Ginsburg? You don't feel like Ginsburg will last another uh, term? I. I and I don't, I mean, that's not, I'm not saying that to be cruel or whatever, but she's not, she doesn't seem to be in good health. Okay. She's, she's very up there in age. Yeah.
0: So. So
1: you don't see her last. No,
0: I don't see, I don't see her being allowed to last. Yeah. Okay. Because there's, there is not and, just simply and a I, problem and, with her and, and listen, I there's don't. There's a problem with her competency. Yeah. And, and, and I don't wish ill
1: will on anybody. No, I would like to no. see her re- resign and then live, uh, you know, many more years. Yeah uh but she doesn't she hasn't looked well
0: no no she i don't hasn't looked and well. and she's ancient old so yeah. her health is bad she said cancer i don't know how many times she had a stroke she fell down whatever yeah I, I, and I just, I, and
1: i don't i don't like her decisions but i'm not going to i don't wish no. i don't wish ill help yeah. on her, Bless her but heart. she looks she doesn't look she yeah. hasn't looked good and and so, she does, and you're right. She doesn't look like she has the, the vitality point, to yeah, last very long.
0: The point that I'm trying to make, because we're a few minutes over today, and like you said, JC, I think we could flow for a while. Tonight, I think so. But if people see that we're over an hour on YouTube, they're like, ah, I don't I'm, I'm not, not listening, listening to that. To that. So um, anyway, this is essential because what's going to happen if a hundred seats are chosen? by a Democrat Senate who has promised to create activist judges, Mm -hmm. right? With a Republican Senate, you might get somebody that's Kavanaugh. Yeah. But you could get a Gorsuch. Right, right. You could get 100 Gorsuches at the the lower court level. You're never gonna get that with a Democrat Senate.
1: Which probably seven out of 10, seven out of 10 opinions with Kavanaugh, you're going to be okay with, uh, but you know, you're going to have problems, you know, maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe that's generous, but you're going to be, you're going to be okay. I, th- I would say most of the time, uh, Kavanaugh, if, if you're, if you're focused on liberty. Um,
0: Gorsuch.
1: Gorsuch, excuse me. If Gorsuch, if you're focused on liberty, you're going to be, wow, this guy
0: is awesome. Now, the statists aren't going to like Gorsuch. No, 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 the no. The establishment rhinos are not going to like Gorsuch no. because he's No, they think
1: the Kavanaugh's game. great. Yes. That's yes, their guy. Yes. Which, yeah, whatever.
0: Whatever. It's fine. Uh, whatever. So, <laughs> uh, tomorrow, while J.C. is at school, we are going to go Last over. Class. <laughs>
1: last time i have to listen to this marxist nitwit teach her nonsense
0: all right we can have a party for you on but let
1: me day. let me say that let me say this last thing and this means absolutely nothing and people can debate this but i i really feel in my spirit that maybe roberts resigns in this next term i, I just I, I don't know why I don't know why I don't have I, I don't have
0: any Yeah, there's several logical
1: argument for that, but it's like I feel in my spirit like this guy might resign.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I tomorrow I'm going to show you seven important cases that the Supreme Court will hear in 2020. Seven of them. I'm also going to show you a case about Sheriff Arpaio that makes my head explode. So, we're gonna talk about this because this case with Sheriff Arpaio, because remember, Arpaio was pardoned, okay? This case with Sheriff Arpaio is another piece of evidence of the hypocrisy of the liberals regarding nullification. Yeah. It is just bam, and I'm gonna show you that. So, make sure you tune in tomorrow. (laughs) make sure you understand that uh you know we're, we're gonna blow this out of the water tomorrow you can't miss this but we need to start really really hunkering down and getting control of this senate this is going to be important remember yeah. the president only nominates these appointments it is the senate that actually makes them and if you get i, I don't think this is going to happen but if bernie wins the senate can stop his appointments. Yeah. You don't have to have a Ginsburg if you have a solid majority in the Senate. The Senate can refuse to confirm anyone that is not meeting the constitutional standard. Right. So
1: True. So either way, either whether, way whether you have a Democrat president or Republican president, yes. still the Senate is is the, is the preeminent issue.
0: So if, if Trump wins and you get a Democrat majority in the Senate, you're not going to get a Gorsuch. Yeah. You're not going to get Gorsuch anywhere on the federal level. Right. They're not going to let that happen. No,
1: but with Democrat, you, like you said, you get a Kagan, you get a Sotomayor, you get a Ginsburg. Ginsburg. I mean, come on. So you can't let that happen. Like we have the opportunity. If, if a vacancy comes up, you have the opportunity to fill that, to keep to, to keep a Sotomayor, Kagan, Ginsburg off of the court for the next what forty years. Come mm-hmm. on. So yeah, the Senate the Senate really is 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 the biggest biggest right. thing. Absolutely. and and uh, Dale, Dale mentioned, <laughs> Being on for an hour, you did the C-SPAN interview, which was three hours.
0: Three hours, and yeah, and was yeah.
1: phenomenal. Oh, so if you guys, you. if you guys have not seen that, it's what is it, C-SPAN Book TV?
0: C-SPAN, yeah. No, C-SPAN In Depth.
1: Yes, yeah, C- the program is oh, In, Depth. In, Depth. In Depth. It was C-SPAN Book TV. TV yes. the program is called In Depth. And Chris and did a 3 hour interview, man. They
0: only let me go to the bathroom once. It
1: <laughs> is phenomenal. So thank you Dale yes. for mentioning that. If we, if you haven't seen that, yeah. check that out. Yeah. You got that on somewhere linked on the website or
0: I don't know if it's you linked throw on that the website. And, you should throw that you up. You should on talk to Aaron. And get them. I can't throw it yes, up on YouTube. Yes, we
1: should I can't should throw make it up on YouTube
0: a, because I can't download it for myself. But we, it's still on C-Span Book TV. You're
1: right. We should make a page. We should make a place for that on yes, the website. Yes, you should I pheno- was phenomenal, that phenomenal, yeah. and that was the program where you had you had liberals.
0: We got a lot of liberal you liberals. You had
1: liberals calling you, emailing you, uh, that said they they this was amazing. This was like this was like a God thing the one email i remember you got that said I, I couldn't sleep it was like two o'clock in the morning i couldn't sleep and i just something just woke me up i i had to get out of bed and i just turned the tv on just like just to watch because i couldn't sleep and there you were and i was just riveted and liberal this is a liberal emailing and said you made me think and i may have to reexamine some of my positions yeah so um, yeah, that was amazing. That's three hours, and it was amazing.
0: Jim says something important here just before we go. He says, Imagine Bill Ayers on the Supreme Court. Oh my God. Okay, but let me put it to you this way Imagine Eric Holder on the Supreme Court. Which imagine they've talked imagine about. Imagine Barack Obama about, which on the Supreme about. Court. Okay, Absolutely. those are real viable uh, and, uh, uh, issues because they have talked about that.
1: And by the way, a wishy washy. Senate would approve a Barack Obama. They would confirm a Barack Obama. Mm-hmm.
0: They would because- he Re-
1: Remember even back in the day, who was that that's, oh, even Rand Paul, right? Even Rand Paul said he voted for somebody. I don't even remember who it was, but he said, it's just the tradition- Yes, to give, that was to, Brennan. To, to when he confirmed Brennan, Brennan
0: on the CIA. He said,
1: yes. because it's just the tradition uh, to give the president his nominations, yes. and then and then you then, you actually you were I like, lit
0: a fire under everybody yeah. in Kentucky. And so like people
1: were calling what? Rand Paul, and he said, "Yeah, you're right. That's not a. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. My off. bad. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That's actually not a good line of reasoning. Mm-hmm. I'll never do that again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll remind you that Eric Holder, and this is not going to be a popular statement. But Eric Holder is where he is today because Ronald Reagan. That's true. Appointed him.
1: Yeah. He was first put in the system by by Ronald Reagan. By
0: Ronald Reagan. Absolutely. So even after everything that he did. In college,
1: that guy, the the guy Christian Adamson, who was the I think Christian I think Adamson was his last name Christian Adamson, who was the DOJ attorney that came out. I think he wrote a book about this, and he exposed some of the stuff with with uh, Eric Holder, total racist, carried around a Black Panther uh, card in his wallet,
0: threatened up to blow up a building on he, his campus. He
1: said, "I'm black before I'm uh, right before I'm." whatever like before the constitution before all this i'm black first mm-hmm. so guy totally unfit to serve you know so that that would be not good
0: so that's why this is critical absolutely
1: critical. <laughs> Bomb
0: now before you leave make sure if you have not already that you hit the thumbs up or you hit the like and you hit the share you can really help us don't forget if you want to help us out uh, with the show right we we've had you guys have been helping us a lot uh, we got another super chat where did it go um la, 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 where are you oh right from there. mark Taylor. mark
1: mark man mark's, you, mark always. Taylor. marks always in there man yeah mark appreciate and, you mark and
0: dragon's talent yeah
1: appreciate you, guys you guys are
0: heavy-duty supporters appreciate we appreciate you, you you can also go and and purchase at chrisannehall.com our gear You can, we have all kinds of gear. You can become a member at libertyfirstuniversity.com to make sure that you are uh, educated beyond belief. Or you can go to chrisannhall.com and just simply hit the donate button.
1: Dragon. What? 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 Holder and McVeigh. Okay, now I got to look that up. I know, like, you know, Holder, you know, gave the weapons to the Mexican Uh drug cartels that killed... The Customs, the Border Patrol agent. Right.
0: Fast and Furious. Dragon
1: says he gave explosives, he explosives to, to McVeigh. Tim McVeigh. So, like, that was not his first time. That's not his first time providing I weapons. I wouldn't believe.
0: I wouldn't Come have a hard time on, believing man. that. I simply would not have a hard time believing that.
1: Dude's that dude's wicked, man. Yeah.
0: Holder evil. is absolutely evil. No, he's wicked. Evil.
1: He's a scumbag. Absolutely. He's a guy that's, you know, America's a racist nation and blah, yeah. blah,
0: blah. He's blah. worse than Barack Obama in hating America.
1: No, for sure. So. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely worse. Definitely. All right, guys. I just want to say thank you for joining us. And remember, I got
1: to go clean my
0: guns. (laughs) Uh, So I just want to thank you. And remember, to be here tomorrow is going to be a very important show. Invite your friends. We're going to talk about this because these are really, really important cases. God bless you guys. We'll see you later.